a basic feature of capitalism. Right? You can't get loose even on weekends. You, know, you reach the citadel, the man in the tower shoots you dead. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You need some different colors in here, different shapes. I'm going to send you to my apothecary. Welcome to Pod 49 and our ongoing series of very special interviews with crew and cast of Lodge 49 after the wrap of Seasons 2. Um, we're very excited today to be joined by Atkins Esteban, who plays Gerson. Now, <laughs> here I do so. Gerson. I'm getting your name right. So, um, and totally, I guess it's just a recurring bit at this point that I butcher your character's name. So, Atkins, give us the official pronunciation of your of your character's name and, and shame me on the pod. <laughs> uh, it is Gerson, but you know what? That's, that's totally cool because I've heard people say a lot of different variations of it. Uh, I've heard Garcon. I've heard some people think I'm French or something like that. So uh, it's totally cool, but it is Gerson. All right. Well, uh, Atkins of Place plays Gerson on Lodge 49, one of the seminal characters and part of Liz's triumvirate. Uh, we sometimes call it Liz's Lodge, the uh, Shamrock's mm-hmm. crew. Um, so just, yep. thank you so much for joining the, the podcast today. We're, we're really excited to have you on the show, and uh, you've, you've been a, a fan favorite for a long time. So welcome and thank you. Guys, I really appreciate you having me on. I'm definitely a fan of the show and glad to get to chat with you guys. All right, Atkins, we start off kind of, it seems like such a magical and special show, not obviously <laughs> in addition to what we see on, on, on our TV screens, but also sort of behind the scenes. So tell us a little bit about just how you found, found yourself on Mod 49. Well, um, I uh, got an audition one day, and um, it was for Lodge 49. And when I read it, I was uh, initially very intrigued by it and, um, and the role of Gerson. Uh, I had, I want to say, maybe two auditions I think it was uh the last one was um with Jim and Peter and uh uh Nina was there also Randall Einhorn who um directed out the first and the last episode of the first season he was also there so um and after that uh I was on board I they told me I got it and I was super excited and then I you know initially I had just read the stuff that was for Gerson but when I got the chance to read the um, the script for the first couple episodes, I was like, this is really cool. And I was already excited just from reading the scenes that I was in. But once I got to read more of the episodes, I was really, really psyched about this. And then just getting to work with everybody, you know, this it, is just such a great cast that they put together. It's really been awesome. We've also heard a lot about the sort of the behind the scenes when we talked to David. You said you guys still hang out. And there's a certain camaraderie that also builds up between the actors and, and the crew, is that typical mm-hmm. on the set for you, or is there something a little bit extra community-based about Lodge 49? Yeah, there's definitely something extra special. I mean, I've met a lot of people on different projects that I've worked with, but normally you might find one or two people who you kind of vibe with, And but it's been really different about the show. Um I pretty much everybody that I've got a chance to work with on the show, you know, cause sometimes the worlds are a little bit separate. The, 
especially in the first season, the Shamrocks crew kind of mostly only interacted with the Shamrocks crew until uh, the the memorial for uh, Liz and Dud's dad. That was the one episode where you kind of saw some blending of the 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 different uh, groups, as it were. But um, yeah, everybody that I've had an opportunity to work with or see, it's just I, I really had a great time uh, spending time with them outside of the show. And a weird little thing that happened: uh, Britt Rensselaer, who plays uh, Beth on the show. Uh, before the first day of shooting for Lodge, I was working on The Resident, and she also happened to be working on The Resident, and I didn't know that she was on the show, and I just happened to be sitting there chatting with her, and she was like, yeah, I'm in town, I'm working on this, but I'm also working on this other show, and I was like, what's the show? And she's like, Lodge 49, and I was like, uh, I'm also about to start working on Lodge 49. <laughs> really, yeah, really weird, cool kind of moment, which is also very much like what happens in the show, these kind of like connections that you don't know are there. So, but yeah, I, I hang out with David and Daniel and Liz and, uh, Liz, <laughs> I'm sorry, Sonia. <laughs> and, uh, sorry. Yeah. He starts speaking about everybody in their character name. Sorry. Um, but yeah, whenever they're in town, um, we hang out or, you know, cause Lodge shoots here in Atlanta. I'm based here in Atlanta. So whenever they're in town, we always, you know, try to get together and hang out. And I've also gone to L.A. for work and I've hung out with David there. And I was recently up in New York doing some work and I got to hang out with Daniel. And so it's really uh, there's really a, a friendship, not just within the show. Uh, there's definitely something outside of that. And that's with the whole cast. I noticed you were also on uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's uh, Misfits and Monsters. And so was Kara Mantella. Yeah. There's another little cross-section yeah. of, of, of cast members. Um, yeah, I, yeah. That was another weird little moment there. I, and I didn't know that Dave was up there either until uh, I ran into him, I want to say, at the rap party for... Maybe it was the rap party for uh, Misfits and Monsters. I saw him and I was like, I didn't know you were on the show. So, yeah, some little weird connections there. Yeah, or all of you guys are doing great and uh, getting recognized. Same time by great mm-hmm. shows. That's also another possible connection, I guess. That's true. Yeah, that's that's so true. Yeah. I was noticing um, on your Instagram account when I scrolled back past the cute baby pictures, um, <laughs> <laughs> there was one of you dressed up as Dud for Halloween last year. Yeah. Uh, ask about that. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, going to a party and it was like you know one of these last minute things where I was like. Halloween always seems to sneak up on me. And I'm like, always like the, the year before I'm like, all right, now I'm going to do something. I'm going to get a cool thing together. I don't know. No, I'm going to do something. But then it's like a week before Halloween and I don't have a costume. And then I realized that I had um, the uh, Dudley and Sons shirt. They, it was a cast gift from the first season. And I was like, essentially all I need is like some swim trunks, uh, an ace bandage on my foot and some sandals. And a blonde wig, and, and there you go. And also, I had a um, a Lynx hat that was also a, a cast gift. So um, I was I pretty much have everything I need here to do dud. So I'm gonna do dud, and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Although you know, most of the people that I saw were like because I'm on the show. A lot of people who I went to this party kind of knew, but then there were some people who were like, oh, I'm not really. Ooh, 
I can't understand why they didn't make the connection. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, obviously, I'm done, you know? So, so. yeah, watch it. Season one, two. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Ace Bandage really, really brought it together. Oh, yeah. Um, You got to have the Ace Bandage. Yeah. What about this year? Any Lodge 49 Halloween uh, costume plans? No, I didn't. I didn't do anything this year. I um, I actually did. I went to um, Bam Dragon Con here, which is kind of like Comic Con and uh, some of the other conventions, like uh, on that same level. And I came and I basically had my Lakes hat, and that was pretty much it. But I, I once again, I got caught uh, with my pants down around Halloween time and wasn't ready. So <laughs> here we are. One thing we talked to, as you know, we talked to David uh, a couple weeks ago. And one thing mm-hmm. we love about your who your characters is how they work off each other. They have a sort of Mutton Jeff or Rosencrantz and Gilderstein type of vibe <laughs> and energy. What? How did you? How did that develop? And was that in the script? Is that something that came through working together? How would you describe their their sort of almost buddy cop nature? You know. Um, I think like literally from the first day I got on set, I, uh, I ran into David and we started kind of talking and really, we just kind of really clicked immediately. And I want to say that some of it's there in the writing, but I think a lot of it is, um, us just bringing our relationship that we've formed already into that. Um, and I don't know, it definitely, yeah, it's, it's very much, uh, 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 a palpable presence there. I, I'm not saying maybe it's a combination of both things, the writing and what, you know, we have off screen that's kind of married together. And I definitely think that, you know, that's kind of been seized on since first season going into second season, you know, um, because our relationship also is different with um, uh, Danny's character. And, uh, and that might be also the nature of him being our boss versus, you know, us two being, you know, kind of on the same level of the rung of the ladder, you know? Although, I mean, I guess you could say we're all kind of on the same rung, which is the bottom of that ladder. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, a combination of those things, our, our statuses in the show, uh, our, our real friendship and, you know, the writing has kind of made that work, you know? Were there any famous duos that you all modeled yourself after or talked about? Uh, no, nah, not really. I think it just was kind of this this thing that just happened. I mean, like we really do have a great time. I mean, you know, when it's when we're not shooting on set, I hang out in his trailer. He hangs out in my trailer. We spend like a good bit of time together, and I think that's kind of just rubbing off, you know. Definitely. One of my favorite Gerson scenes was when he's talking about how he's going to be a godfather and he might have to protect ah. the kid from poisoning or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, that was uh, a great scene. Just wondering if you are a godfather in real life and if you've had to, to think about that role in, in, you know, new expansive ways like Gerson did on the show. Well, you know, um, I... Actually, no, I'm not anybody's godfather. I have a lot of younger, like, family members, like younger cousins and things like that, or younger kids who are, like, friends of the family who I've kind of, you know, looked after or feel like that position would be similar. And also now having, like, a kid of my own, like, my daughter is actually just seven months now. So um, 
I definitely kind of apply that to her and that's kind of changed my, my outlook. But a funny thing is that's actually the, uh, one of the scenes or actually it was the scene that I auditioned with for the show. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. And it was the last, last scene that we did in the first or last scene that I did as far as my shoot schedule for the first season. So, um, that seems a really, just a special scene to me, but also like a really cool scene. And I just, I went, reading that, when I saw that that was the kind of person that Gerson was, just like really caring about, truly caring about the people that are in his life, I just immediately was like, I love this guy. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, definitely that has uh, changed how things are for me in my regular life with my family and my daughter and things like that. One, yeah, you know, I thought it was a, kind of a nice promotion. Um, um, this doesn't happen very often uh, that the dishwasher gets moved up to um, uh, waiter server, and um, but I thought it was a great fit for your character because he really has as somebody who employs servers. Um, it's really nice when you have a server that it's hard for people to get kind of angry at, and I always felt like yeah, uh, yeah, Kirsten is like you know. Um, affable, lovable, like easygoing. And when he tells you that we're out of that special tonight, you just say, Oh, what else do you have? You know? Uh, What happened? happened? I I was expecting, well, I got to see the restaurant closed. You had to get a new job. Um, Yeah. Yeah. After the first season, I was kind of like, I didn't know, you know, what was, what what the the path was going to be. And then, you know, you know, once the second season started and Shamrock shut down, I was like, oh, gosh, you know, what, mm-hmm. what's the fate of these characters? And um, but I, when, when I saw Higher Stakes, which I mean, I, I was just cracking up at that. But once I realized that we got into there and that I was now a server, I was like, oh, well, this is an awesome life move for Gerson. You know, he's on his way up. So. Um, that was a really cool moment in the show and it literally just happened. And actually, I, I think it's okay for me to say this, but the restaurant that um, he actually shot all the Shamrock stuff at was in real life condemned. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like no lie. It was here, a restaurant here in Georgia where they were shooting at was condemned, so they could no longer <laughs> use that space anymore. So I think that kind of forced their hand on having to, to make some changes and some adjustments, but um, which is, once again, works into the, the wonderful weirdness that is the show and what, you know, actually surrounds the show. But that uh, made that change, but Higher Stakes was a cool, cool situation to work at, too. So, And it's funny because when we went to that restaurant, I was like, I've actually eaten at this restaurant before. It's like a Brazilian steakhouse. I was like, this is awesome. So. <laughs> no, well, look at life imitating art. That's uh, that's amazing. We couldn't yeah. help. <laughs> we couldn't help but notice that uh, Gerson's had to get some gainful employment with your cousin's catering business when uh, when when higher stakes does eventually shut down. What, yeah. uh, how come we didn't see didn't see you on the, the final couple episodes of, of season two? Well, I um, towards the beginning of the year last year when we started shooting, I had auditioned for another project um, called High Town, and I actually ended up booking it. So um, and their shoot schedules overlapped. So I want to say we had maybe about the first four episodes 
of um, of season two, the first four episodes that I was in, done. And then I say around that time, I found out I booked this other job. And I, the, initially, I wasn't sure how it was all going to work out, but we ended up getting, you know, with the schedule worked out, I got to do another two episodes. So I'm actually, I think I want six, six episodes in season two. But yeah, I was supposed to be in a few more, but it just, the, with the scheduling and stuff like that, it didn't work out, which really sucked because, um, you know, I love the show. Um, it's not often that you work on a show that you're also a really big fan of, and I'm a really big fan of the show. And um, I was like, oh man, I, I really wanted to do those episodes, but it just didn't work out. So, but I'm glad that you know, like it wasn't like I just died or something, like a meteor hit me or something crazy. Like <laughs> I, you know, I I went away for a while, so it kind of leaves the door open for you know me to return if things can work out schedule wise, and and you know if they renew for another season, hopefully, you know, speaking it into the universe, um, that all those things line up and you know we get to play again. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Right. Yeah, it's, it certainly felt a little bit like something like that had happened in, mm-hmm. you know, real life sort of because it was a, a smidgen abrupt. And, of course, we all mm-hmm. love uh, seeing you guys, uh, especially as a crew together. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Hightown. Yeah, Hightown is uh, it's a new show on Stars, and I believe it's coming out in the spring next year. And it, uh, I play a character named Osito, who is the polar opposite of Gerson. He is a uh, criminal. He's a part of a, an organization that is moving drugs into Cape Cod. The whole show is about, it kind of explores the opioid epidemic happening in Cape Cod. So it is a real turnaround from uh, Lodge 49. So, but um, I'm really excited about it. Also, another great cast: um, uh, James Badge, Dale, Monica Raymond, um, Shane Harper. A lot of really cool people on that one. So I'm really excited about it. And it, it and also it was cool to do something so different. You know, like I'd gone from doing a comedy where we're it's like so so weird and quirky and light and then doing something really dark and heavy it was a coming out of Lodge 49 it was a little weird you know but um uh it was a lot of fun all right we'll look forward to that you mentioned your yeah yeah you mentioned you're based in atlanta and of course Lodge 49 shoots in atlanta as does a bunch of other movie and tv shows was that was that just lucky on your part? Did you choose to move to Atlanta as the kind of Hollywood of the East? Tell me, tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the movie town that is Atlanta now. Well, it's, yeah, it's really funny. I um, moved here from Florida. I was born in Fort Lauderdale, actually. And um, my family moved here when I was like, I started elementary school here. So not didn't really move here for the business. Just happened to be here as it kind of sprung up. I, uh, did theater in high school and when I graduated I stopped acting I was in a band for a while and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a musician that's gonna be how I make my living and then I realized that I wasn't as good a musician as I thought I was and I just didn't like it you know so I was like I don't want to do this anymore and I started working actually for the transit authority here I was doing customer service which uh Got a lot of life lessons there. Learned a lot about people. 
<laughs> a lot about people, a lot about myself. <laughs> and um, I uh, actually got laid off from the transit authority here. And right around that time, I was like, you know what? Um, even before that, I had a lot of friends who were still in theater, a lot of friends who were acting, and I'd go see their shows. And I'm like, I really still want to do this. So when I got laid off initially, or when I found out I was getting laid off initially, I was kind of upset. But I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of a blessing in disguise. You know, I got a nice little severance package, freed me up to do some some acting classes and really, you know, make a real effort at trying to do this. And um, so after that, I, you know, I got an agent here in Atlanta. And it was it just so happened that right around the time that I was trying to break in that the the scene here really kind of started to bloom. And it's really a great town for actors who are starting out. Um, there's just so many opportunities here in film and television, commercials. Um, there's, it's a lot of work to really start building your resume. I feel like the bigger roles on shows, there's, you know, there are still opportunities here for bigger roles, but I still feel like a lot of those bigger roles are getting casted out of, um, excuse me, are getting cast out of L.A., in New York first, they're looking for their um, leads there first, and then they're kind of filling out casts here. Um, so that being said, that you can start off here as an actor and do really well for yourself. And then also find yourself, you know, in, in a really good position to where if you want to go to L.A., if you want to go to New York, you can because, you know, you've got a nice resume already. But um, but then you have some situations. I, I, I'm very fortunate. I found myself that I, I've, I haven't had to leave, and I've had some really great opportunities here. And that's I think that's kind of just the trend that's happening. There's more and more uh, bigger opportunities for actors that are coming because there's just more projects in general. I mean, you, you look at television. There's just so much TV happening. You know, the, with the streaming services and all that. There's just so much content out there that it's. It's a really great time for actors as far as the amount of work that you can do. Um, and another little weird thing to tie in with this, as far as like uh, my work at the Transit Authority, the last scene that we shot, which was that scene where I spoke about um, wanting to protect my uh, godson, we shot that at this old police station. I, I, I don't know if it's in use or, you know, if it's not in use or if they, I don't know what the status of it is at this moment, but it was a police station and um, it was across the street from my old job at, at the, the transit authority. <laughs> and I was sitting there. I didn't even know we were going to be filming there that day. And we, we, you know, you hop in the van and they take us to the location. And I was sitting there and I was like, I used to sit across the street at the train station and kind of daydream about doing what I'm doing now. And now I'm right across the street doing it. It was a kind of a little weird moment, but um, it was a really cool moment. And that was the last thing that we did on, um, or last thing, excuse me, last thing I shot on the first season, which was really cool. So That's right. Yeah. Very memorable scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was kind of my, this my way into the industry and how the industry has been here in Atlanta. It's, uh, I mean, I love the city, but also I'm glad that I get to stay here. And, you know, back, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, that wasn't the case. You would have to go to LA and New York. Some actors still feel that way, but I think that you could definitely stay here in Atlanta and really make a career for yourself, you know, which is really cool. 
Well, my neighbor in my next to the restaurant is a furniture shop, and he's been complaining that he's not getting as much film work as he used to. I guess they buy a lot of pieces from him as props, and um, so mm-hmm. he's lamenting that New York is no longer quite the the movie and film town that it was. So seems mm-hmm. like you're in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, and I hope it stays and continues to grow. It seems that that's the course that they're on. So um, hopefully that's the case. But, you know, if not, you got to go where the work goes. But um, right now it seems like uh, things are pretty pretty solid here. Got two quick questions for you, thinking about especially mm-hmm. the show going going forward and, and you know, your involvement on the show. One, you said that you're you're also a fan of the show. And of course, it, we, mm-hmm. you know, most people know when you, sh- you shoot something like this, you're in shooting off schedule and you're not quite sure how the whole thing pieces together until you watch it along with everybody mm-hmm. else. So what is, the, what's mm-hmm. the thing, what is the thing that makes you a fan of the show when you, when you sit back and, and sort of watch it as it's meant to be consumed? Um, oh gosh, that's a great question. I love, there's so many just uh, heartwarming and just, real touching moments, some real sweetness in the show, real character, but also the comedy. The, uh, I love it. It's it's so subtle, but also quirky and different. And the characters, I mean, you have some of the greatest characters. Um, I mean, I, I dare say on TV right now in these shows, I mean, but also looking at the actors, you know, Dave Pasquese, Eric Allen Kramer, Jennings, you know, you got some really great actors bringing some some real magic to these characters. So there's so many little elements about the show. And also it's just so different. I feel like there's not another show quite like it on television right now. That's like, I feel like it's, a, it's got a little bit of a the little engine that could. And um, I always dare people to give it a shot, you know? Um, and I think that for some people, it might just not be your cup of tea, but um I think that if you watch it and, and, and really see what's happening here, it's a great show. The writing, the the characters, there's really something special about it. And also, I mean, the alchemy, like I think that that's just like kind of me kind of nerding out about it. But um, I think there's so many different elements that are coming together really nicely with this show. All right. So speaking of that, we're going to, like you said, I like how you said it earlier, put it out into the universe. You know, we're going to assume good intentions. We're going to assume that, that all of our uh, hopes and dreams are answered for a season three, at least. Absolutely. Where would you like to see Gerson go? Where, where would you like to see his character arc continue? With, with you know, under mm. comes back from the uh, extended catering gig with his cousin, I think in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming back from uh, catering with my cousin. Um, eventually, jeez, uh, I would love, to, I mean, love to see him either ending up maybe in the lodge um i would even uh you know with the mention of uh the the help desk at, at supers or west coast super sales I, I could see gerson up in there i don't know i mean i feel like there's a couple of avenues that he could take but i just i just would love to see the higher stakes crew the shamrocks crew back together again you know there was the mention of them having to the pod I definitely want to see Gerson in the pod and I don't know where the pod ends up, but um, I'm excited for, you know, the potential of it. Definitely. Yeah. I can't even remember which one of us, Jim or Bart or me, I can't even remember uh, who was theorizing about is the Shamrocks crew 
the you know the new knuckleheads at, you know hired at the uh, at the plumbing company. We're like, ooh, that would be, yeah. that would be interesting. I, I think, think it was David. Very, I think it was David. Yeah. Oh, it was David. <laughs> See, we, we deputized him for the his episode of the podcast. We, we make him one of the hosts. So yeah, that was David. <laughs> David answered a similar question. Yeah. No, I think yeah, you got a lot of um, a lot of possibilities there, and you know, um, I mean, uh, not to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't, but I'm like, if you're listening to the podcast, I would hope that you'd seen all of season two. Oh yeah, don't um, worry. If, if they're spoiled mm-hmm. at this point, it's on them. You know, you don't drink the milk <laughs> out overnight. <laughs> nice, nice. With uh, with the end with Liz kind of you know finally stepping into the lodge. I feel like where Liz goes, we tend to follow. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I feel like Jeremy and, um, you know, me, Gershon, uh, uh, Champ, all of us could potentially find ourselves as squires, I guess. I don't know. I mean, here's the hoping, you know. So, but um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like with that, that doorway being open, a lot of possibilities are now on the table, too. Well, we agree. Yeah. We are looking forward to getting those questions answered and are confident that they will be. Um, Atkins, thank you so much for, for joining us. I have to say, we've said this in these other interviews as well, but we, we basically started this because there wasn't a, we wanted to listen to a show and there didn't exist. So we were mm-hmm. like, I guess, I guess we'll do it. And um, we really thought this was going to be an exercise in futility and it would take some real discipline to keep going. Um, Mostly because of uh, your, the limitations of our own social networks, but it really <laughs> taken off and to have to have you and your your colleagues on the crew and cast join us and talk to us and and really open themselves up to to share with us and then listeners um, the experience behind and on screen is is a real thrill. So we really just thank you. Oh gosh, I really appreciate you guys. And like I said, I thank you for doing this. This is awesome. I mean, when I first discovered that there was a podcast about the show. I was like, how cool is that? So um, thank you guys for doing this and please continue to do it. Uh, you guys are doing an amazing job and I, I will definitely continue being a fan of uh, what you guys do. Well, thank you so much. Yes, yeah, so if there's you. season three, we've got a content cavalcade planned. Yep. Nice. Nice. And I'd love awesome. to come back and talk with you guys again. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. Character roundtable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Atkins. Thanks, Atkins. Thank you. Thanks, Atkins. Have a good one.